0: work through the growing pains, and work towards a business that you can fall in love with over and over again. See that woman over there who's running it like a boss? Let's go ask her how she did that. Welcome, welcome to the How She Did That podcast. My name is Tasha Booth, and I'm so excited that you're here. My guest today is Gretchen DeVault, and she is a multi-passionate podcaster. She's going to share with us how she personally manages her own podcast. Now, before we go any further, I have to caution you that the name of Gretchen's podcast has the F word in it. So you may want to go grab your AirPods for this episode if you're listening in public or around tiny ears. Now with that, podcasting has become such an awesome and growing medium for people to connect to their audiences, which means that we as virtual support pros out there are needing to learn the back end of podcasting in order to support our clients. So let's go ask Gretchen how she runs her podcast. For being here. I'm so excited to have you on my podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here as well. Absolutely. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your business?
1: Okay. So I have kind of a few different things that I do. So I have I run a web design and development company and branding as well. I've been doing that for I think like 15 years. Wow. It's been a long time. <laughs> I also run a podcast called Lean the Fuck Out. And then I also do music. So that's in multiple bands. I write, play. All the things
0: you 're amazing, <laughs> and I feel like with that we have a lot in common because I too do all the things or have done all the things in the past, so very cool <laughs> <laughs> so, as a fellow podcaster, you and I are going to jam a little bit about podcasting, and I think yes. that because podcasting has become such an awesome medium for long long form content, um, a lot of virtual support pros out there are needing to learn the back ends of it. In order to support their clients, totally. So, yeah. So, how long have you had your podcast? How long have you been doing this?
1: We're actually wrapping up season three right now. We have two more episodes. We've been doing it for I think two and a half years, and then we are at I think like it's we've hit a hundred episodes. We've done over a hundred episodes. Wow, so, that's yeah. awesome. I yeah. read
0: some statistic. I think like iTunes did a statistic that like it was some crazy number like 90% of podcasts on iTunes only had 10 or less episodes like people Ooh, yeah. start it and then they realize how much work it is how labor intensive yes. it is and then they give up which I totally get once yes. I once I got in the weeds of it I was like I totally
1: <laughs> <laughs> Totally. Yep. Yeah, because it is it's a big commitment. Yeah.
0: yeah. What was your reasoning for deciding that podcasting was going to be the the thing for you and your business mm-hmm. and also what was the thing that most surprised you about podcasting in general?
1: Okay. So it's interesting because I, so I'm an audio person. Mm-hmm. And so my medium, like I'm a talker. So my medium of choice tends to be chatting and talking um, versus say writing. So like blogging was always like, it was hard for me to blog because it wasn't a natural. Yeah. And way back in the day when I was going to college I was gonna I thought I wanted to be like a radio DJ which is hilarious now because like what is that really even <laughs> but and that, that that I was going to school for that and I, I decided no against that like really early on in school <laughs> but but audio was like a big part of what I did I make music so I'm really comfortable in like in garage band logic so that stuff isn't intimidating it's actually sort of for me it was like the easy way. Okay. Oh. So I don't have to blog.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I <can talk. laughs>
1: and I like talking to people and so which actually when we started the podcast, so we we interview women entrepreneurs on our podcast, mm-hmm. but that's not how we started. We actually started it wasn't necessarily to grow my business. Uh, that actually came later although it doesn't necessarily grow my business. This was more passion project because as an entrepreneur, I was feeling kind of alone mm-hmm. and not feeling like I was listening to podcasts for inspiration, but I was, I just didn't feel like I was finding my people. And so the podcasting thing started as my co-host Tara and I, I was living in like a really remote area in Michigan at the time. Now I'm in LA, so complete opposite, but... <laughs> I was feeling like super isolated, so feeling isolated as a business owner, and also feeling isolated just where I was. Right. And so it was like we thought, well, let's do this check-in call. And I was listening to a lot of podcasts that were documentary style, and I loved that. So I thought, oh, wouldn't it be cool we could just have a conversation every week and we could document, you know, our journey as entrepreneurs. Wow. And so we thought all oh, this will be cool, but like by week three or four, we said the same thing. <laughs> every week. It was yes. like, yeah, I don't have this, or this has been a challenge. And so it was like, yeah, this isn't like, we need something more. And so we started interviewing other women. And that's really when the magic like happened because we we were so inspired. I mean, I don't, there hasn't been an episode that I haven't left inspired um, by what, you know, our guests yeah. have said. And so, so yeah, it, it really was never intended as like a money maker. It was just like, I need I need to be inspired. I need to, you know, find people that are doing the same things that have the same struggles as I do and figure out what they're doing and what they're doing right. And also like to normalize the stuff that goes, that's hard in business. (laughs) Be like, okay, I'm not crazy. This is a normal thing that happens. Here's how to avoid that next time or whatever. So, so that's how it started. And then like into it after, I don't know, like halfway into it, it was like, oh, we, you know, we always thought about like, well, maybe eventually we could monetize this in some way or whatever, but like, it's totally the backwards way of doing it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then it was like, oh, we don't even advertise our own businesses on our podcast. Like <laughs> that's a simple thing we could do. So at least like with season three, we were really intentional about at least saying, cause people didn't necessarily know, that we had our own businesses. Right. I mean, they knew that we did, but it was we never talked about like our specific business or what we did. It was like it was kind of ridiculous. So that that <laughs> was a huge thing. So anyway, that's oh, a long, yeah. <laughs> long story for how the podcast started, and then trying to kind of meld it into the business. Had I thought about it in retrospect, if I were doing it for just for my business and business growth, it probably would be a different thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But but I love it.
0: It's such a learning curve. Like we, one of the specialties of the Launch Guild is podcast launch management and ongoing management. And still we have to not relearn the whole thing. You know, we have a good process, but like every business is so different and how the client wants to go about launching and growing it. And the reasons behind, you know, the fact that they're starting this podcast make it different for everybody. So definitely a learning curve on it.
1: Yes. Yes, for sure. (laughs)
0: So, anything that surprised you in your whole podcast journey, or anything that you thought would be easy, you you did mention that the editing and the audio is actually easy for you, which is usually the trickiest part. Correct. The fact that yes. I really like somebody else do this, like, give yes, it
1: <laughs> it's true. People yeah. are very intimidated by yes. audio, yeah. and and it's not intuitive. So if you've been right. doing it, yeah, yeah. The thing that surprised, I think, me the most was, and I'm an instant gratification person, <laughs> was that that podcasts take a long time to grow. Yes. And that, I think, is like, like if you're going to do it, you have to do it, and you have to do it for a really long time, and it's not going to be instant. And I learned that, too, like, this was one of the cool things when we had one guest on Elizabeth Lame, she has a podcast called Totally Lame, and it's awesome. She's a um, writer, comedian. Anyway, she, her podcast—I mean, they've had multi-million listens, mm-hmm. and she started back in the, like when podcasting wasn't even as much of a thing at all. Right. But she was talking about, you know, getting to that. It's the same thing. It's this slow growth. She said it doesn't happen overnight. You just—it's like it kind of snowballs really really slowly. Like you yes. hit a milestone and then celebrate that milestone and then just go for the next milestone. But it's not gonna be doubled. It's not gonna be I mean it could be some some yeah. topics, depending on the topic, it can, but that surprised me because I thought I thought, oh yeah, we'll get it out there and it'll just be <laughs> big. It could be big. We just had to promote it. It's big. And it's just I don't I think that's a huge thing. And if you know it going in, then it's at least you can manage your own expectations. Yeah.
0: I think that that's huge, especially for the virtual support pro on managing client expectations on this. Cause I know that yes. like, even in the discovery call now for clients, I say that to them that this is a slow grow. It's very similar. Like I started off with Pinterest. So I kind of compare it to Pinterest in that, like you put it out there and then months later, you know, it's it yes. starts picking up steam and then it, it just continues on and on and, and becomes a snowball. But if you're going out there thinking that you're going to, you know, blow up overnight, that's probably not the scenario that's going to happen. And so I kind of set that up in the beginning, not to be a Debbie Downer, but to manage the expectation and not have them be one of the people, the 90% that, you know, leaves after 10 episodes because it hasn't become this overnight sensation. Yes.
1: And it's not going to, like, you have to have it, I mean, you plan on at least a year a couple years probably and you're really still not going to necessarily get huge growth but it's still more than I mean when you think about it as how many people are listening Mm -hmm. it's still pretty cool like you're in a room with this many people that find your you know your content of value it's worth it but it's not it's like seo and stuff too like people want like a fast solution and it's just it just it's it's not right it's just going to take time, but it's <laughs> like, it's really good. Yeah. It's super smart. And it, the cool part about it is that is different than, I mean, other things is like when somebody listens to an episode, then they might listen to others, other episodes that you have. And it just, that part is cool. Like you do start to see like the growth where it's, it's like, even if you're not necessarily like summertime, we take a break. And don't record, but Mm -hmm. you're still getting listens. And like, that's the cool thing that happens over time when you just sit and let it kind of do its whatever magic it does out in the universe. That's great. but yeah, slow growth, slow so growth.
0: Good. So in terms of, um, you have like three primary kind of steps for podcasting. And I think what surprised me the most was step three. So we'll, we'll kind of deep dive into that. But um, we have guest invites and scheduling, podcast production, and then podcast promotion. So that's kind of not, I don't know if steps is the right word, but kind of like the phases of each podcast episode kind of thing.
1: Yep. So, and so we're big time process geeks. So, and some of this is just because like out of necessity. Mm -hmm. So this is our side hustle that makes, it doesn't bring us income necessarily. It brings us joy. We've met so many amazing people. It does things that are bigger than that. Right. But because of that, it's like, we have very limited time. Um, and so having a process is, the absolute key. So pre-recording, everything you can template, we template. So that when you do it, it's like we thought through it once and then we'll, and I mean, we, of course we revise it as needed, but it's like a machine. We want to run it like a machine Uh and we come off, I think more professional that way too, because we're (laughs) not always having to think about what did we say? So when we do our guest invites, so we use um, Airtable, we kind of use a combo of Airtable and Asana. Uh I like Airtable because it's real visual. And see,
0: I like Asana because it's a list and I, yeah. It is. No, I do.
1: And it has the magic unicorns after, like if you. Yes. If you no, I get, I like both of the things, but for like, I, we use Airtable for sort of like all of the guests that we have on there when we've invited them so that we, so that there's no duplication of efforts too, because we've got two of us. So, right. so we have email templates to invite the guests, to remind the guest with the script, with all the Zoom info, there's just a whole process. And then we have a script template that we use as well so that we start from there, we're not starting from scratch. And then the production piece, uh, we also created a template. So like our garage band is ready to go. And I mean, I would think most people probably do this, but like I want it to be a template so that I can spend the least amount of time that I have to in production. Mm -hmm. So when we record the actual episode, and we're conversational, so it's, it's an easier edit. So it's like, other than things like, if somebody needs to start over on something, I can u- take the whole audio and plug it in. So we have, so I go in, I also try to be really efficient in what time we have, time frame. So I actually do, like before we start the episode, I do the intro like this episode, this is, I do the audio for this is the episode do the intro, then we talk to our guest. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards, I actually put the audio in and I produce it right then and there because I have that, like I'm in the headspace. Because whenever you leave that headspace, you have to start over. Now, this is, of course, you know, I don't have a whole team that's doing it. So it's a little bit different when you're breaking up the parts, but it's all about like system, like make it work (laughs) like a well-oiled machine so that you're not thinking about a lot of the things. And then we run it through Aphonic, uh, and then Tara. So we split up the duties too. So Tara writes the show notes. I do the audio because she's she's better at that part. And like that would take me forever to write show notes. Is like ugh, again like the blogging, the writing thing. I just I can't. That headspace is so hard. So like I'll crank that out. Then I do the graphics for the that are going to be for the promotion of the episode. So the day that I've recorded, I have actually gotten the whole episode produced. So that the Tuesday, the next Tuesday when we go to do our next episode is the day we also launch the previous week. So that we're do- oh, okay. so that one hour I'm spending, I'm doing all the things. Yeah, that's great. Because, because I'm in like I'm in that motion of things. Then the next piece is the promotion piece, which has been interesting because that's changing a lot with social media. It's interesting that our Facebook page, our Instagram page actually gets, like the business pages get less traction than our personal. Mm-hmm. Same with LinkedIn. And so we honestly, now a big push is through my own personal networks. Yeah. Because that, like the algorithms have changed. Unless you're doing advertising, which is definitely the way to go. If yes. you can, if you can sponsor the ads, then that's awesome. We're just on like shoestring. Yeah. budget of zero. <laughs> <laughs> and then we send out an email. Actually, the email, I believe, is automated. Tara set that up so that our email goes out automatically based on how it's like connected to our WordPress site.
0: Oh, so it's like and an so RSS feed email. You got like, it. Yeah. Yep.
1: So not super fancy, but also like does the job. Yeah. This coming from a designer who's usually super anal about the things, but
0: <laughs> but I feel like like especially because it's such a big process and it is a labor of love and like a heart project more than anything right now. You know that you have to be efficient with your time and decide on what makes the most sense to spend the time on.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yep. And then I, but I would say too, from like it still all boils down to process. We're we're you know super shoestring, but. Having a team, having the tools like Asana, where everybody's got knows what they're do, you know what piece they're working on, so that it runs really well, is the key. And that, and honestly, like we we learned a lot at first because it was like, oh no, I'll do this. Oh no, I'll do that. And Tara and I think in the beginning um, there was a lot of overlap. It would be like, well, I'll do show notes in this the audio this week because I feel like you did it that week so <laughs> and what ended up happening now though is the bet has been the best and the most efficient where we each have like this is what we're good at yes. and this is what part of the process that we do which is like the team piece where you've got you know you have the folks that are you know they're using their sk- the best their best skills
0: <laughs> as opposed right. to you
1: know me trying to write show notes
0: there, don't worry. There's still more to this episode, so I'll make it quick, but I just had to tell you about my newest free on-demand training called how to grow a profitable and sustainable biz as a virtual assistant. If you're new or an aspiring VA, or you're just feeling stuck in how to get your business off the ground and rocking, then this training is for you. I'm sharing my top three first step tips to help you build the business and life of your dreams. Ready to check it out? head to TashaBooth.com forward slash training to watch now. That's TashaBooth.com forward slash training. What I learned um, from podcasting when I was on some big teams before I had my own agency, I was on a couple teams that had, um, the the client was a podcaster and so we'd have you know the graphic designer we'd have the project manager we'd have the editor we'd have the copywriter like all of those people in it um, and we definitely needed something. We definitely needed Asana in order to be able to know, okay, the edits are done, so now the copywriter can go in and write the show notes, you know, or yes. the the show notes are done, so now the graphic designer can set up the podcast page and everything. And it was definitely, it, it. none of it could have been done if we didn't have a process. Very similar to yours, yeah, that you described.
1: Yep. I mean, that stuff is the key. It's It seems, I wouldn't say mundane because it's not, To a process. (laughs) Like you know, like it's a lifeblood.
0: It does it
1: is. It's not crazy sexy, but it is like it's the key. That is the key that has been a big part of like us being able to produce as many episodes because we really have been we do record every week. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a weekly podcast, and that's a lot when you're like this is not your you know yeah your your main business this is right yeah and then there's i mean because there's also you know the other things where we're always trying to find you know good guests who we we, because for us like everything is about providing to our listeners Mm -hmm. really good quality content because i should i do want to mention that too that it's not just like this is like the machine that makes it all happen Mm -hmm. but everything is about the content and it's like it has to be good it has to be what your audience needs And so that also, like, I feel like I'm really protective of them because I want, I want them to get good stuff. The stuff that I was looking for, the stuff I still get. I mean, I am still always like, this is awesome. I'm
0: learning so much. (laughs) No, I totally get that. I I feel the exact same way about my podcast. So I totally, totally get that. (laughs) Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah. And yours is great because you've, you're very clear about what, who your audience is and what they need. And so And I think that's super helpful, you know, because then at least your guests can provide that and that's the key. Yeah,
0: totally. So if there's a VA or an OBM out there that either is thinking about starting their own podcast or is supporting their um, clients in starting or growing their podcast, what would be the one thing that you would say that maybe is a thing that they could look at um, this week to to tighten up that process and to really get it into a well-oiled machine?
1: I would say looking at what their process is. Do they have templates already in place? If they don't, they should. Mm -hmm. Anywhere that you can create template, which is good for both the process, but also just for documentation purposes so that if somebody else has to pop in, they can just go, Oh, this is the email template for the invite or the thank you or the podcast is live. I think just seeing your process. And also I think refining it too, like, yeah. oh, it, it, does this still serve the purpose? Right. Like I was even thinking about that as I was prepping for this episode is that I was thinking, I should look through my templates again. You know, I, we haven't looked at those in a bit. So I think, I think it's look at what processes do you have in place? Um, are there more that you should have things that you could, you know, create a process around and it doesn't have to be like extensive, <laughs> like yeah. an email template is like, it could take you five minutes to put it together. Yeah.
0: But like, it's so helpful it to is. not have to write the same exact yes. email, like over it's and over super,
1: again. <laughs> yes. Yes. It, it really, it's like, sometimes you don't have the brain power. It's like, I just need to copy and paste that to get me started. And like, even with our email templates, we always, personalize once we're in there, but I just need a starting point. So I don't have to think about like, you're not starting from square one. So all of things, I think just process, 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 and then, and then also refining that process.
0: Yeah. And and you're going to be sharing an Airtable scheduling template with our audience. So can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: I think it's probably, it may be a little bit more editorial calendar than, because I think, so I like Asana as well. And so some of it, i like we kind of did a little bit of both, like I use both. So this is probably a little bit more editorial calendar where it's pulling in different info, like what guests you've invited, topic areas. I need to look at it again. Um, But it's a really cool, easy template to follow. And we've been using that same Airtable template since we started. I mean, we've refined it and everything, but it's crazy. I mean, we have ridiculous amounts of content in there just, you know. Anytime I need to remember, this is super helpful, especially if you're inviting guests, is that you can't remember who you invited. Right. I mean, as you start sending that out, and so we have it documented, like, who we invited, who sent the email, because we've got two of us mm-hmm. that could be inviting, um, when it was sent, what their response was, and with Airtable, it's cool because you can set up, like, little drop down so you can, and it's pretty, so, you can, see, so you can see, you know, waiting for reply, declined, accepted, because you can make it exactly what you want it to be. Right. So that's and the template has that all in there. So
0: fantastic. Yeah. Thank you for that. And where can our audience find you?
1: Yeah. So they can find me. So my business they can find at tinybluesky.com. And then the podcast is lean the fuck out and it's lean the f dash ck out dot com. And it's on iTunes and Stitcher and wherever you listen to podcasts, Spotify, all that jazz.
0: Fantastic. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. That's it for this week's episode. Make sure you head on over to TashaBooth.com forward slash podcast to read the show notes and grab your free download so that you can start implementing what you've learned right away. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave a comment and subscribe. Remember to keep smashing your goals and pushing forward. You're doing a great job.